Hello, my friends. Welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you found us. This is our final Advent show of the year as Christmas is just a few days away. But we've got a Christmas gift for you early. Catherine Whitaker is here. She's She came right here into the studio to record uh, this episode with me. We have a great time. We talk about, we share some stories here at the beginning of the show. We talk about um, evangelization and um, how we could be doing that in, in our everyday lives. And also, I have to give a talk in just a couple of weeks on culture and identity, and I hadn't written it yet. So uh, I made Catherine write it, and I'm going to take all the credit for it. So uh, I hope that you enjoy today's episode. If you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, that would help us out tremendously. Uh, so without further ado, enjoy today's show. Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is Catherine Whitaker. Hello, Catherine. Howdy. I came to College Station and told you. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you finally came to town and told me you were coming. Last time you came to town, uh, one of our recent guests, Father Dave Dwyer, was with you, and I got no invitation. Thanks. You're welcome. You're fired. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Never coming back. Uh, Christmas has come early this year. Here we are just a few days before Christmas, but Christmas has come early because uh, a few weeks ago, we mentioned that our our good friend and co-host for four years, John Blevins, uh, quit on me and decided to not be my friend anymore. Uh, one of those things is true. I'll let you decide. Uh, but Christmas has come early because people might have been wondering, like, what's What's next, right? Is is Taylor going to get another uh, large male video game player to to be no. a, the new co-host of the show? Uh, the answer is no. We got the opposite. Catherine Whitaker is the new is the new co-host of the show. Hey, Welcome. I've, I've played video games. Okay. What video games have you played? Madden. Oh, you've played Madden with my boys. That's exciting. No, I'm terrible. Oh, I bet <laughs> they <laughs> they even gave me the best team, and they set it up. And they're like, "Mom, you're going to be this is going to be great." And they're like, "How can you lose with this team?" But I played, what's the NBA 2K? Yeah. Yeah, they gave me the 92 Bulls. I still lost. <laughs> Sorry. Not so good. If they were, let's, I'm trying to think of the year. I can't think of the exact year, but it would have been really funny if they gave you the Bulls year, like the one year Michael Jordan left. <laughs> that would have been really funny. No, I didn't even need that. <laughs> like the 94, 95 they Bulls could, they could win baseball. <laughs> they could win with any team against me. That's funny. I'm surprised that you played. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not surprised because you're a good mom, but I am surprised because uh, the other old ladies that are co-hosts for this show don't <laughs> have not played Madden or 2K with their children. Well, when we say play, Taylor, we're going to use air quotes. Right. Okay. It's, it's not that you, great. You tried. Um, I think I've mentioned on the show before that right on the TV, behind the camera, uh, we've played like the uh, Nintendo Switch, like with my kids. Like we've had like a whole family, like all five of us playing, like even even our youngest can play now. And uh, my middle child constantly beats us yeah. at like everything. Yeah. And like I've been like playing games for a very long time and we'll play Mario Party and she'll get like nine stars. It's like God loves her more. Like, <laughs> have you played Mario Party? Uh, no, I've done the air guitar what's that yeah very similar <laughs> <laughs> guitar hero yep uh air guitar. not at all like if there's a catholic like equivalent to that i'd be like hey have you ever been to confession and you're like i've been to a gas station once <laughs> is that the same <laughs> it's a great equivalent um, anyway but, i feel so welcome thanks Taylor. oh yeah you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome welcome to this this is what yeah. being a co-host yeah, this is, is like. what i signed so up for you've been on the show a few times one time you were a guest i'm very nice to my guests 
You an- are. Another time you were a, a guest co-host. And so I'm like mostly nice. But like this is what you've signed up for. No, like the people like, that I'm meanest to are the people that I'm closest with. And now you're one of those people. You're like so, gloves off. Welcome um, to the party. Here are all the things that I think are wrong with you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we will. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to be on the show at, once I a month, know. just yeah. like all the other co-hosts. And uh, so there's there's one thing that you know is coming, but a part of it that you don't know is coming. Oh, okay. So this should be fun. Obviously, like, the logo is going to have to change because, like, you know, John is dead to me, so he's not going to be on the logo anymore. What? I don't know what photo you're using, though. Right. So <laughs> our designer... Like the, the designer for like the Forte Catholic logo, like the podcast logo and all of our stuff is uh, our mutual friend, James Longoria. We went to uh, James and I grew up in the same parish and now he works at the parish that he puts up with all my teenagers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. God yeah. bless him. Which I didn't realize. So like I we would go to like a diocesan events and like I would go speak and like, you know, it's three hours away. I don't really know a lot of people. So like, but every time I go to the acid thing, I hang out with you and James. And I didn't realize till recently that like you're a volunteer in his youth program. Yeah, I don't just show up and right, speak. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. here to speak again. No, I'm like I'm not speaking. I'm just here with the kids. Right. Yeah. I, I, well, that's the thing. I thought you were just a mom. Not just you know. I thought you were like there because you're a mom, like you know, chaperone, hanging out with the kids, whatever. Plus, you have the perfect van for I do bringing kids to I have the to Amazon van. You, you could bring half of a hundred per, per people youth group to a bit. Um, but I didn't realize that like you help. So like you're like this, you know, speaker, author person. And you're like just hanging out, helping with youth group. I think it's very nice. I'm a yeah, confirmation catechist. I'm super, we're like getting ready to do it all over again. It's my favorite thing. Teenagers, honestly, I think they get a bad rap. They're my favorite people. Well, we're going to talk about your teenagers in a second. We'll see if you change your tune at all. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he is, he does the design and he's the one that like, essentially makes us all cartoons and graffiti like that's like our logo stuff right it's graffiti and cartoons uh so he he texted me the other day and for every other person like he he knows me but he doesn't know the rest of my co-hosts but you're so you're the first co-host that he knows so i I sent him no picture i feel (laughs) seen known and loved here this is great (laughs) i sent him no picture no picture at all um and then I learned a long time. You're you're an artist. Like you you done, done design I did, stuff I did forever. Design, yep. And I am not at all. I have zero skill in like the design department. And so one of the things that I learned in like all these business books that I've read is like let the artists do their art. So like don't micromanage. Don't, don't micromanage. Don't, don't tell them how to do their right. job. So, I don't tell you how to podcast. He doesn't. He <laughs> right. don't tell James how to design. It's amazing how many people do though that <laughs> oh. know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can confirm. Right. Um, but I, so I sent him nothing, and he was he was texting me just the other day because you know we're trying to get it out for the time that this episode airs, and like you know have a little change and you know new faces and stuff. Um, but I didn't send him a picture of you because I didn't have to because like he knows you, like he knows what you look like. Y'all spent time. There's together, no right? telling what he has on <laughs> right. his phone. But er, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, so I, I you know I, I completely trust him. I know he's going to use a good photo. But everybody on there uh, has something that like shows who they are like even if you don't know who the person is like allison's holding or no uh allison's holding a, a microphone no no sorry allison's holding her phone because she's like a tiktok star right live you know with all her radio and podcast stuff she has like an old-fashioned microphone okay um father anthony has his collar i have my hat on and like the big beard i'm totally gonna have a van and a bunch of kids <laughs> it's not gonna be a van no, it's not a but van. what he texted me yesterday is we had an entire conversation 
based on what's going to be your thing. And oh, like, I'm fascinated to find out what this thing is. You know how like when you're texting like iPhone to iPhone, that's like the bubbles. Yes. So literally, we have. He says, um, "Did you send me a picture?" And I was like, "No," because you know the whole like. Yeah, I, I know that you know what she looks like, and you probably have some professional pictures of her because y'all are friends and all stuff. Uh, but then also, uh, he was like, "Well, we also didn't talk about like what's the thing," and then we both have bubbles. Oh boy! And then we hit send at the same time. Was it the same thing? Very close. <laughs> now I'm excited. I said a glass of sweet tea. Okay. Because in my mind, it was like a glass with ice cubes in it, where in my mind, it was sweet tea, but it could also be seen as some more adult beverage. Bourbon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As an example. I was like, you know, it's it's a choose your own adventure once the once it's made of what, what's in Depending Catherine's if you, cup. <laughs> what's she drinking today? Yes. Maybe both. Um, <laughs> Possibly. But, uh, and so like, as I sent that, he sent... Um, I was going to put a Dr. Pepper, but I don't want you to get sued. <laughs> that is a copyright infringement. Yes. Oh my God. So That's what awesome. I told him, and I, again, I, I, I'm not micromanaging. He, when I, when he asks questions, I will answer them, but I was like, Hey, like maybe just like have, have the like soda can turned where it just says like doctor. Yeah. So if you know who Catherine is, you know it's Dr. Pepper, but it could be like Dr. Bell or like whatever the off brand is. Because all the off brand sodas are all like Dr. Wolves and Sheep's Clothing. (laughs) That's what those are. Mr. Pibb, whatever. So lame. He didn't even get his doctorate. What a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to drink that. So um, that was my suggestion. We'll see what happens. I haven't even seen it yet. But so it's either going to be a choose your own adventure drink in your hand or a Dr. Something. Man, I don't know which one. They're both awesome. So yeah. they, I'm so glad that y'all did that at the same time. Yeah, it was very funny. So there's, there, uh, we were talking behind your back, and I wanted Wonderful. you to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People don't usually tell me that, so I appreciate that. Oh, I yeah. always do. I'm like, You'll hey, we like, were making fun of you today. It was real funny. Here's what we said. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, Thanks for the absolutely. heads up. So uh, you mentioned how much you you love teenagers, uh, and uh, you know, there's you, you've had. It's been interesting following your Instagram over the last month or so you said that so nicely you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) we'll see if you agree with that after i keep going uh so there was a time where you like disappeared and then there's a time you came back and be like hey there's a reason i've been disappeared like things have been very stressful uh and then now you're kind of back and like you know being super positive you're sharing like your spotify list of like all your christian songs that you're listening fair Oh, we're gonna go. Hold on, before before we get there, okay. that was just like my dishwashing prayer list. Uh-huh. I haven't, I have another Spotify account. I wasn't gonna that. I wasn't gonna bring it out to the light, but if you would like to, you can. I will not share what the name of that Spotify account is, and there are other artists on there besides actually no Christian artists. So I thought it was very funny because I was honestly surprised. Like you are a good Christian woman, but I know that like. You're not just like, you know, how do I say this? Like people think I'm not that a, I'm not like a Pollyanna, like Jesus is amazing. And we must all yeah, like praying it. all the time. Like you're enjoying yourself. You're having your sweet tea slash vodka. Like, you, you know, you're a good Christian with a balanced life. Right. Thank and you. a lot of times people think that like public Christians, I mean, not me. People think I'm terrible. But people <laughs> like you, they're like, oh, she's perfect. The, all jig, the, time the and jig everything's is up, yeah. perfect. You know, and it's just so like when you did message me, you're like a lot of posts below <laughs> on the other one. And I was like, oh, like. I didn't even think that, but it's funny that you said there's other artists, like, and you won't give the name out. My Spotify, I realized, how do I say this? I realized that people could see what I was listening to a little too late. 
and I'm not ashamed by like the like rap and stuff that I listen to. Yeah. Huh? But there were certain playlists that I was playing, and people would be like, "Oh, so that's how kids happen." So I I learned very quickly to just shut down. Like no one can see what I'm listening to. Ever. So whether I'm listening to Cody Carnes or some smooth R and B. Nobody no, knows what I'm listening to. <laughs> well, I even hesitated. It was only because my teenagers were all like, Mom, what's your Spotify wrapped? And I thought, do we need to go there? And then I thought, well, I'll share. I'll share the public. <laughs> Spotify wrapped. <Sounds> silly. <laughs> so you're paying double. No, 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 no. Oh. I just have a... We... I thought you were paying double for appearances, and that was very <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> I'm vain, but I'm not that vain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so back to your personal life. So there's like a lot going on behind the scenes. And there's, you know, you have kids that are, your youngest is how old? Eight. Eight. Second and your grade. oldest is? 21. College. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're kind of, you, and uh, you're a little, there's a lot of people in my life that are about 10 years ahead of me, both in age, but also like in like life, like with kids and stuff. Like my oldest is nine so in 10 years they'll yep. be about the age yep. of your oldest so you're like you know you said that you loved teenagers would you like to keep that i'm gonna say current <laughs> currently. currently i mean i currently have four teenagers mm -hmm. 13 15 17 18 and I, you love 75 percent of them actually today i love them all <laughs> today's a, today. today's a banner day i love them all today that's great I'm thank you i'm very happy uh but okay so there there were you know we don't have to dive into all of it but there's been a lot of stressful things and there was with again difference between like my friends and like other people right so if i see other people like really struggling how i am on instagram is like hey i'm praying for you like i'm mean in front of people and very nice behind the scenes. You are actually. Right. Uh, but then when you're like my actual friend, I will text you and say something like, I know your life seems to be falling apart and everything's really stressful, but I'm also following your husband <laughs> on Instagram and his life seems to be going great. It is great. So like literally on one day, you know, you're like, oh, it's stressful and being a, a mom, all the, you know, the, all these kids as they're getting older, it's harder and this happened and this happened, uh, you know, not just the kids, but you know, other things in life are happening. And you're like, you know, I, I, I know it's getting you, you're the good Christian woman. You're like, I still have hope. I still love them. But things are just really hard right now. And then I look at your husband and he's like, going to the bar. This is a blast. <laughs> So this is me up. 26 years of marriage. <laughs> and so have you ever done that strengths finders test? I have. Okay. I, I uh, paid for it and found that I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, uh, you get your top five for $18 or, uh, but then I realized that I didn't have a top five. So I was going to have to pay full price to see what I was bad at. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott's number one uh, strength is positivity. And sometimes I want to take his positivity and shove it where the sun doesn't shine, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah. So that was what you were seeing is Catherine's real. And then Scott being all, oh, but it's going to be great. And sometimes I'll look at him and be like, you need to stop posting things because people aren't believing me. Right, okay? right, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why we're still married, because honestly, I probably need someone like that in my life. Not that I'm a Debbie Downer all the time, but it was it was a worst fall since my dad died. So absolutely a difficult fall. And Scott was just trying to be like, let's, we can do this. I looked at his Instagram that day, and I'm like, "Are you living in the same <laughs> right, house?" Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was this doesn't appear to be the same. So, like for two weeks, I was like, you know, sad for you, stressed for you, or whatever, Thank as you. things were going on. And then that day happened, 
and every time, like it just it broke me. I just laughed at like everything. Like even I the think next you day, texted yeah, me. I did. Even the next day, you were like, there was still some bad stuff going on. And I'm just like, did, what? What? Where does Scott like, live? <laughs> yeah, does, exactly. does he live in Austin? I know. And like, he's a great person, right? But I think it's it's. Uh, I, I've enjoyed talking, you know, talking with him. We got to hang out at, uh, ironically enough, James Longoria's wedding. Yeah, the we, guy. Who, we both all walked in and we're like, wait, we all know each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because like James grew up. We're talking about the designer again. Uh, he grew up in my home parish, so I assumed that I was going to see a lot of people from Lake Jackson, like where we grew up, and I ended up hanging out with all my Austin friends. I'm like, there's no Lake Jackson people oh, here. But we have to tell them the story. Yes, we have Which to say one? this at the reception when I was like, "Do you remember this with one of our teenagers?" Oh yes, 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 yes. We have to tell the story. Okay, so Taylor and I, I'm I'm talking to one of our teenagers, and Taylor is talking to a mutual friend of ours he's another youth minister and so as i'm talking to our teenager we're visiting and out of the corner of his eye he sees you i think he's actually seeing the guy that you're talking to who's a youth minister and he goes over and he says oh my gosh isn't that isn't that the guy like he's totally like he's the podcasting guy like he's spoken and stuff and i was like you mean chris and he's like no no i don't know who that guy is (laughs) but i mean the other guy and i was like oh taylor yeah and then Thaddeus is completely like, okay, I'm done with you, Catherine, because you're clearly not important here. It's really Taylor. And so it was the sweetest moment for you over Chris, but also just like the sweetest moment because he was totally stoked that you were there. That made his whole day. It was just so funny because of the three people, me, you, and Chris Bartlett, who's been like a diocesan director of youth ministry in this diocese, like I'm the least popular person of the three. Not for You, Chris, and he was just like, you two get out of the way. <laughs> Again, like, you know, we're trying to make comparisons for people. It's like you see Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, and then like the eighth actor in Severance. And you move those two out of the way and you'd be like, I really love Severance. It like, was, that's what happened. It was the <laughs> sweetest thing, though. I mean, he's still talking. He's like, I just love Taylor. It was so sweet, though. Uh, it was sweet, but also intimidating because he made a beeline for me. And he, he's like he seven feet, two inches. I was intimidated until I was like, oh, yes, I remember. I've seen you before. You're, like, <laughs> you're here to talk to Chris. No, no, I'm here to talk to you. Yeah, I, th- I think when I spoke at the youth group, I asked him to sit down. He's like, I am sitting. <laughs> <laughs> he's a very large man. Um, all right. So we talked about <laughs> <laughs> how many tangents. Is oh, they're good. They're good ones. My, my last thing is like, so. You said that you asked your husband, you're like, you have to stop posting the, the positivity because people are thinking you're a liar. I didn't think you were lying, but my personality is I hate the positive people. Like people who are just oh, like. Well, then this is why I'm here. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it, like if I was in your situation on that day, if I was you, I would have been very mad at my husband. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I would have been. Your very, spouse. Your spouse. Yeah, I would have been very mad because it's like my life is falling apart. You're just like everything's okie dokie. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, he certainly doesn't sugarcoat it. He's a great supporter, but sometimes I'm like, can we can we stop at the positive? Right. I think I looked at him the other day and I said, I just need you to admit that this is terrible. Right. Can you do that? Right. Just just for a couple minutes. Right. I'm not asking you to spend a whole hour. Just two minutes. And he's like, fine, I'll do it for two minutes. But that's just like. How he gets energy. Right. It's not how I get energy. And and like I, I've worked with somebody who's like probably number one, if not two or three, positivity on Strengths Finder, because we all did Strengths Finder stuff together. And like 90% of the time when we were dealing with something difficult, he would say something like incredibly positive. I'm like, I'm gonna reach over the table and choke you. 
Well, the other thing that he has is <laughs> woo, winning over others. Uh-huh. So not only is he positive, but every in the, everyone in the room loves him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Swa married him. But yeah. Well, I'm not positive and no one in the room loves me <laughs> except for tar- large teenagers. So. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I'm excited that you're here. I'm excited. I'm glad that you, that you said yes. Um, oh, one of the one last, last thing on you becoming the co-host. I called you and I asked you. Like, hey, this is what this is. I would like you, you know, you. I've enjoyed doing the show with you before. Other people seem to have enjoyed it too. We've gotten positive feedback whenever you've been on the show. Uh, do you want to do this? And it was in the middle of this stressful time. So I waited a little bit, but then it kept going. And I was like, I just got to ask her at some point, right? So I asked you, and then you were like, you did the prudent thing of like, hey, can I get back to you in a week or two, right? And I was like, sure, no worries at all. And then, like, on your Instagram stories that I'm following, because it's exhilarating at this point, right? <laughs> you start posting all this stuff about how, like, oh, I, I've been saying yes to too many things. I need to start saying no to all this stuff. And I'm like, damn Dang it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the no category. <laughs> so I just assumed it was no. So you called me, like, a week later. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I know. And you were like, yes. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's not what you said on Instagram. Right. And you were like, oh, that wasn't about you. And I was like, oh, I assume everything's about me. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, the world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I do have a large gravitational pull. So maybe it would work. Well, I said no to many other things so that I could say yes to this. Well, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. And I'm really hoping that you stay for a while so that you don't regret saying no to those other things. Fair, fair. (laughs) All right, well, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about pre-evangelization and catechesis. One word that people are very familiar with and one that they're like, wait, I didn't know that existed. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. As this is the week of Christmas, presents and gifts are on the mind. It would be an awesome present and a gift to both you and to me if you came to Italy with us next summer. Me, Father Anthony, Liv Harrison, and a lot of our listeners are going to Rome, Italy, Assisi, uh, Tuscany next summer, and we can't we just can't wait. It's going to be great. It's from June 19th through the 29th. You can find out more information at fortecatholic.com slash travel. It's fortecatholic.com slash travel. You can find out um, all of the great sites we're going to see. We're going to find out where all the dead Catholics we're going to see are, like St. Peter. You can find out where all the live Catholics are, like uh, the Pope. We're going to see him, too. It's going to be great. Uh, this is like, the, you know, the the pinnacle of Catholicism in the Vatican and uh, a, a lot of other great places around there, like Assisi and Venice and all these sorts of things. So we hope that you will join us. Please head on over to fortecatholic.com slash travel to check it out. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Catherine Whitaker. And I have given every co-host a fake middle name. And I, if I'm being honest, I haven't like thought of one for you yet. You know that Catherine is my middle name. I did not know that. How well do you know me, Taylor? Not at all. <laughs> that's that's how. Uh, so my dad is. Uh, I won't give out his social security number, but uh, he, <laughs> that's he, kind he, of he you. Goes, I'll, I'll give away his full name. He goes. He goes by Tracy. He's always gone by Tracy. But his first name is William. So like, anytime somebody would call the the house, this was like before caller ID and stuff. They'd be like, "Is William there?" No. And my mom's name. It's it's French, like a uh, you know, Canadian. French Canadian Cajun that sort of thing right it's Jean so people would call for William and John all the time That's so we would be like funny. is William there you're... no is John there no like if you don't know me well enough you can't do it so I 
essentially what's going to happen is I'm going to have to I'm going to have to pray about it. <laughs> Re- really mull it over, ask the Lord because I am going to give you a, another middle name. Good. And I just don't know what it is yet. There's nothing that like that like comes comes naturally. Well, I'm me. not going to tell you my first name, so I'll find out. No, no, you, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Actually, you probably could. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about that, <laughs> I can do all things through Google, who strengthens <laughs> me. <laughs> okay, so there's been something that um, there is. I've been trying to help people discern a particular situation essentially it's like when do i say what to people when it comes to evangelizing and sharing the good news and answering questions and that sort of thing um because one of the things that i do whenever i go speak whenever i lead or treat or whatever is i like doing a question and answer that's my favorite it's it's the best it's the best and best I, answers and i feel like the reason that um i think it is it, it is a talent that i have that I've cultivated, that I've mostly learned from seeing it done poorly. Oh, haven't we all? Right, <laughs> right, right. So, like, oh my God. Uh, the thing that I see done the most poorly when people are asking, doing Q&A, is giving, like, the catechism, like, pie in the sky, perfect, like, theological answer that doesn't connect with the person asking, right? And it's essentially, like, you know, like a CYA for yourself, without caring about the person asking, right? It's like watching a politician answer a question. <laughs> right, exactly. No one's going to pay attention to that. <laughs> exactly. Like, tell me how you really feel. Right. So I think that I've I've done it enough, and I've learned from other people doing it poorly and myself doing it poorly. Like, I, when I'm answering questions, I can tell if the room is into it or not. Like, sure. Pretty quickly, right? Um, so it's like, essentially, what? why are they asking this question? So, like, when somebody asks, you know, like, why does the church hate gay people or whatever? Oh. They're not asking for the catechism answer. No. They're asking, like, is there a chance for my brother, sister, mom, dad, cousin, grandma, or aunt, or themselves? Yeah. Do I even have a chance to get into heaven, right? So, it's like the the pastoral answer, not negating all of the the truth and the catechism sure. stuff. But I, I feel like so often, both in person and especially online, people are like bashing down catechesis and like the church's teaching when there's not this background. Right. Well, the problem is, is that we just don't tell people or we don't share our story. Like we feel compelled to share the line in the catechism or the scripture verse instead of saying, you know, this has been my life experience. This is my lived experience because we all identify with some pieces and parts of people's stories. So if you can answer a question sharing part of your story and relating it to part of their story, they're inherently going to listen more because you're actually acknowledging their hard thing or their good thing because nobody wants to be preached to not like that. Like if they're asking a question, they're asking and seeking to be understood. Mm -hmm. And it drives me crazy when people leave, well, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'm like, seriously, we're going to go there. I mean, it's a good scripture. You should read it and you should believe it. But at the same time, I mean, it's a top hundred verse. (laughs) John three sixteen. I know them all. I'm a former Protestant, but but I think it's. I really, thought you knew that one from football. <laughs> Hail Marys. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. all those. But I think that it's good. I mean, I think people need to see your humanness because then they're more likely to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And and I think when you do that, you're inviting the Holy Spirit to enter into that conversation. Right. So, one thing that I've been doing with uh, so this, this group that I've been talking about a lot, foundations at our at our parish. There's, there's this ministry that we're doing at our parish that's like. Catholicism 101, um, whether it's new for people or just a revisiting of the basics for like, a lot of people that are coming are older, but it's like, let's revisit this basic stuff because you might have missed yeah. it. Like, then that's them telling me that, like, 
hey, we didn't get this teaching when I was you know, 30, 20, 30, 40 years ago when I was in school or whatever. Um, and I think especially with um, with people older than, I don't know, 40, 50, somewhere around there, it's like every question, kind of the natural thing is to say, this is what the church teaches, yeah. right? And yes, I'm generalizing. I understand that. And so it's not you know, a perfect thing, but that's just been my experience with people um, you know, doing ministry with people at that, that age. And it's like, um, so essentially what I've been sharing with them is just this framework of how the church evangelizes. Because like, you know, uh, Evangelii Nuntiandi, our, fa- our fancy you know, a, a Latin word for the day, almost said Italian, uh, oh. <laughs> because, you know, Italian Pope get, wrote it. But, get them straight. Get right. them straight, Taylor. <laughs> um, Essentially, there's there's uh, the church exists in order to evangelize, but then there's like this confusing evangelized word because evangelization is like this umbrella, but evangelization is also a part of that umbrella. So under the umbrella of evangelization, which is you know sharing the gospel, there's evangelization proper, which is like the sharing of the good news of the gospel, like hey, we're all sinners, Jesus died for you, like all that kind of thing, right? Um, inviting people into a relationship with Jesus. Uh, the next part is catechesis. And like the church says over and over and over again, in order to do catechesis, we are assuming conversion. We are assuming that they have been evangelized. Like they have, they're open to Jesus. They have a relationship with Jesus. Now let's, now let's the do the line. teaching part, right? Um, but like the church over and over and over again is saying, do not catechize if they're not, if they've not been evangelized, because it's actually going to do more harm than good. So like, uh, and then, the first part that a lot of times people miss is called pre-evangelization, which is literally just, I think you had a, a good time oh, yeah. for it earlier. So when I went to um, Curcio, which is like a walk to Emmaus kind of thing. It sounds like uh, a curse from Harry Potter. It's called Curcio. <laughs> it's called make a friend, be a friend, bring a friend across. Mm-hmm. So you have to make the friend like, you can't bring somebody to Jesus if you first don't have a relationship. And I think that's what everybody keeps missing is you'll get an email randomly from some random person who completely, you know, judges your life. And you're like, do I know? I'm sorry. Have we met? I don't remember meeting you. So fraternal correction, right? But but even more than fraternal correction, I'm like, are you my friend? Like, do you actually care about me? Right. So the friendship part is the basis. Then you act like Jesus, like Show, show them how a joyful Christian is supposed to live, and then you bring them in. Right. And so, so like, I, th- I feel like people discount the importance of that piece. Yeah. Uh, of, like, the pre-evangelization. So it's, like, it's not only, like, person to person of, like, you need to build a relationship with me, I need to build a relationship with you before we can, like, really trust each other and move forward in anything. But it's, like, any kind of, it's building trust with the church. So it's like me, you, whoever it is, as a representative of the church, this is just like, you know, random person. You know, maybe you don't have a microphone sitting in front of you talking about faith, but you have people in your, at work, at home, at Thanksgiving, at Christmas dinner, and like all, all these things. Um, it's that the importance of if people know that you are Catholic, they are going to attribute to the church how you treat them and how you talk to them, right? Because you're a representative of the church. Um, so when people sit at the kitchen table and are just like are, you know, arguing with the person at the at the table about the church's teaching on abortion or whatever, but there's no trust built, you're, it's actually going to do more harm than good. It's going to separate them from the church because all they see is the church now through their representative yelling at them and telling them that they're well, wrong. Well, and that's honestly when you should stop the conversation. I mean, I would. Right. I would be like, and we're going to stop that. Right. How was the Aggie football game? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's... How are your kids? You know, that, that sort of thing. You like back up to... 
because if all your interactions are all contentious or they're all, you know, conflict, it's not helpful. Conflict is good and it can help you move forward in a situation. But in this particular thing, like, I don't know, Taylor, I think a lot of people go, go to that end part. Like they start with, but, but people need to know the truth. I agree with you, mm. but you can't shove it down people's throats, nor can you deny them the opportunity to walk from here to here in this journey part. Like you're trying to get them to go from where they are all the way over here. And you're trying to take away this, this whole area where they may grow and change and be transformed. Like that's a terrible thing to do to someone. Like, why are you taking that away from them? And it may be messy and ugly and hard, but that's all part of the process. Right. And that sounded preachy. Sorry. That was a little Ted talking. No, no, it was good. You, 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 <laughs> I looked in your eyes. You're like, yeah, there's some fire focus. in those eyeballs. A little focus. Um, no, but it, it, it's true because I, it, people are often, especially as I've been talking to these older people, it's like, how do I talk to my kids who have left the church? Right. And I working in youth ministry, I've been talking with parents for years about kids that have left the church. And it is, it is a hard thing to accept because what they what what their parents want to do is they want their kids to stop sinning, which I want them to do that too. Like everybody wants Jesus everybody, wants right? that too. Everybody wants everybody <laughs> to stop sinning yeah. less. You know, um, but what essentially after giving them this framework, it's like correcting their life and molding your life to Christ is like the last step in that process. Yes, like pre evangelization, evangelization, catechesis, and then like really living your life in Christ and like smoothing out your your personality your holiness and, and you know the, the sin in your life and all that kind of stuff but it's like we, we can't stop start there but it is the end goal of sure. what we want want so it is is often hard for people to hear of like even if it's your own kids obviously you have a relationship with them but if you are living a catholic life and they are not you most likely know where you stand. Yeah. You but, like, you most likely nobody know. Nobody needs to get the chart out and be like, I just want to make sure everybody knows. We know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows. Here's a catechism. Check the parts that you agree with. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, come back to me. Highlight the parts that you're hours. struggling with. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's often hard to hear because it's like, that's the thing that we want to fix is at the end. But it's like, we have to kind of restart of like, but you have to ask trust. them why. Like, why are they? Right. Let's go back there. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like you're running a marathon and you're standing at the finish line. You're like, where is everybody? Well, they got to run the daggum race. They got to like, <laughs> they got to make it through 25 and a half miles before they're oh, going to get there. And, and Taylor's dead. He's clearly <laughs> Some dead. people are like, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. I'll drive it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you long. know, those people that have the 26 point whatever. I have a friend and she has 0, 0.0 on the nice. back of hers. But yeah, I mean, I think don't deny people the journey. And, and also... um, if your end goal is always to get people to think, act, and talk like you, that's a really bad end goal. Like our end goal should be- I want be, to talk like you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, maybe talk. I tell you what, I'd love to talk like this on the show every day. So, uh, <laughs> but like we want them to be in heaven with us. That's the end goal. Right. And everybody's little journey is going to be a little bit more crooked than somebody else's. And don't deny them that part. And, and I guess just recognize that People love Jesus differently than you do. And their epiphanies, their encounters with him look different than yours do. And they may have an even more meaningful relationship with Christ. And it may look vastly different than your path did. And um, and I think also we're impatient. Like th the Christmas season tells us that, right? Like we just want to get to Christmas. Gosh, right. just, let's open some presents, man. Right, right. <laughs> Instead of saying, but there's 
purpose and intention in the anticipation and the waiting. And I think that's true in evangelization. As, as, as the great theologian Tom Petty once said, the waiting is the hardest part. The irony of him disagreeing with the church on almost everything and bringing that up is very yeah. funny. Uh, that was a joke just for me. It's okay. Which, thank you. I'm really glad that you enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to one of the things that you said, again, in this Evangelia Nuntiati, it's this church document on how to evangelize and what the church does to evangelize and how we can play a part in that. It's like it's right on the lines of what you're saying. It's like modern man listens more willing willingly to witnesses than to teachers, and they'll only listen to teachers if they are witnesses. So it's like... Yeah, you might know a bunch of things about church and want to share that with people, but it's like we have to be witnesses first, witnesses of our, not only of our faith and like living out our faith and hopefully people see that, but like even in our interactions with people who disagree with us or the church on on anything, whether it's all of it or even just parts of it, um, we we cannot lose our witness by being teachers. And I think a lot of times when people try to teach or preach at or try to correct people, it is hateful often prideful like i'm i know more and i'm going to show you show you this and we instantly lose the witness part and so now all they are seeing from the church or representative of the church is i'm better than you i'm smarter than you and i'm gonna bash you in the face with with all of this and it's like how is that helpful it's 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 not it's right not. so again having the end goal in mind it's like we do have the same end goal we all want the same thing but there's only one process that's gonna get us all there well and we fear being uncomfortable we're like, well, if we just say this and we will it, you know, like I'm going to do the magic. Crucio. And then, yeah. <laughs> and what is it? Wingardium Leviosa. Anyway. So, like, so wait, do you know Harry Potter enough to know what Crucio is? Yeah. 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 It's the, yeah. it's the like, you're literally making people writhe in pain. Yeah. So I just think it's really funny that you had this great encounter with God. Crucio. <laughs> I should have chosen a different. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I mean, I think that. Uh, it's, it's, it can be a really beautiful thing if we let it be, but you can't just have your will be the thing. And then just, it's sort of like when you have kids, right? Like if I tell my kids, don't do that over and over and over again, they're going to be like, geez, she's such a buzzkill. Like, why can she not? Yeah. That's the worst. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> that's what my three-year-old said. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do think that there's this opportunity for us to be a little bit more humble and a lot more open to listening to where people are. And it's probably going to make us uncomfortable. And it's probably going to open up a dialogue that is going to be a little messy. But people don't want to do that because they just want to tell you how to live your life. And then they mm -hmm. feel like, hey, like I did my job. Right. I get to walk away. I told people about Jesus. I'm good. That's right. really not what Jesus right. asked of us. Yeah. Maybe you should reread like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's a little messy in the Gospels. Yeah, it's some more top 100 verses in there. <laughs> definitely top 100 good for you good for everybody else so um good we did it high five I, i'm sure you, all of you could hear that that was awesome uh don't go anywhere whenever we come back uh there's a talk that i'm giving in about two weeks uh that i have never given before so Catherine and i are gonna write it together and she'll get none of the credit don't go anywhere we'll be happy right to back. be here <laughs> In this season of giving and receiving gifts, I'm just so thankful for you for listening. Uh, if you would like to give a gift to Forte Catholic to support the work that we do, we would really appreciate it. You know, we're, we're pretty constantly talking about... Um, Monthly donors, we are a Catholic nonprofit, 501c3, so every penny that you give us is tax deductible. Um, but, you know, in the Lord's eyes, can also count as your tithing. So there's, you know, it's, it's a not a double whammy. That's a bad thing. What's a double whammy but a positive version? A plus plus. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, 
patreon.com slash donate is where you can do that. We're, co- we're pretty constantly talking about monthly donors, but especially here at the end of the year, if you're looking to give an end of year gift, also it would help us close out our finances for the year well. So if you like the work that we're doing, if you want to help share the joy of the gospel with other people, um, we need your help to do that. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. We would appreciate whether it's a monthly or a one-time end of year gift. We would really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Fort the Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Catherine Whitaker. I, did you just like. I did. I meant to wave and it came out that way. You, you this just is did Easter. like. Easter. No, I thought you were doing like the quotes. Like that's quote unquote Catherine Whitaker. We're not going to tell you her real name so that I can't Google it. Like I that. tried to wave it. It was like that awkward it's one. Anyway, silly. We should start over. No, we're not no, going we're to. Not. We've already started over once because my Roomba went off. <laughs> But that was that would have made you look bad. Now that I look bad, you're like, oh, we're oh, keeping yeah, it. Yeah, we're definitely keeping, <laughs> keeping that for that. sure. It was very silly. <laughs> I, I love that. Okay, <laughs> again, uh, the show is way better on YouTube. <laughs> <It's> on <the laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> People are like, what are they doing? Uh, well, if you made it this far, this is what you paid for because you paid nothing. <laughs> okay, so um, I am very excited. I am going to a new place that is very similar to a place I've been a lot. I am going. That made no sense, Taylor. Well, I'm going to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> that made no sense. So I have done a lot of ministry in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. There's a place called Sioux Falls. South Dakota. D- I was about to say Dakota. I don't know which one it is. South, South Dakota. South Dakota. And I've never done ministry there. And I'm, I didn't know there were different places until very recently. <laughs> I just assumed they were like the Twin Cities. They're very far away from They're each other. They're not even close. Well, many, many na- corns. Neighboring states, but not on the same end of the state. I think one time, one time I was actually, this is all like, you know, washing over me, right? Where I have been to Sioux Falls before. The worst travel experience in my life involved Sioux Falls. I shared about it on the show, but it was many, many years ago. Essentially, I was supposed to go to Sioux City. I flew through like tornadoes and hurricanes and, um. and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, we can't land there. So we landed in Sioux Falls. The guy, like the diocesan director had to come to another state one of the Dakotas picked me up and then we drove through corn till like three in the morning. And then we woke up and like did the, did the event the next day. And like my guitar had broken on the plane and like, it was just a terrible day. Like I didn't have my luggage. Like it was, it was just a terrible, terrible day. So happy to go back. So I'm, I'm I'm (laughs) thrilled to be going back to Sioux Falls. So hopefully there will be some redemption here. And I'm excited that this parish has invited me. Um, And typically people will, it's kind of like a give and take. Like I'm sure you have this too of like, Hey, this is kind of what we were thinking, or we know that you're good at this talk, or what talk do you want to give, right? So, like, what percentage of the talk, like, when you, you know, you travel, you're all fancy. When you go give a talk, how, like, how often are you writing, like, a brand new talk? Not terribly often. Right. I mean, I do have stories, but they change, the focus changes, but, but mostly you've, yeah, I wouldn't, I would say that I usually share similar things right uh it's very funny like whenever so for instance i i I lead this retreat it's it's primarily based for like a confirmation retreat and it's like it's like the taylor best of right like i've honed in these talks right you're like these jokes work (laughs) they land no it's true this story resonates yes you know uh so what was funny is when i first started doing this retreat 
I was realizing that like I had the same story in talk one and four and the same story in talk oh, two and yeah, five. Oh, yeah, I know. You can't do and that. And I was like, oh, weekend. I got to fix this because I, I was used to giving them at different times. Yeah, so right? that's the tricky part. Like if you're going to speak multiple times to the same people, you're like, okay, so now I'm going to have to do some different things. Yeah. So now, like, you know, the, the last retreat I did, it was like, it was, it, it now my top five are diff- completely different talks. Uh, this is I your just, Spotify rap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taylor didn't make anybody's Spotify rap. It's fine. <laughs> Um, they didn't have one for podcasts, though, did they? they yeah, they do. <laughs> they definitely bad do. host already. All yeah, right, no, no, it's <laughs> it's fine. You, you, nobody, nobody <laughs> seemed to care to listen enough, and so why would you care? So, um, I am very used to giving like pretty similar talks and like often people are like they're inviting you to come because you've been a good speaker in the past they want you to do things that you're good at right well um every now and then i have to write a new talk like one of my best talks now was a talk that like came out of covid like when like Mm. i was invited to a parish that one had been closed because of covid but two even before that was being closed for repairs like they were repairing their entire church so like they weren't in their church building for like a year and a half which like in Texas was a long time for COVID, you know, some people's churches are still closed, you know, but like we, you know, we didn't have mass for, uh, you know, maybe five, six weeks or whatever, but they were not in their parish building. Like they were having mass in their gym. Right. And this was going to be like their last big event in the gym before they go back. And the people were like, everybody's spiritually dead. Yeah. So I wrote this, I, 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 I came up with this talk. that's all about the spirit giving new life. And now like I, I've been talking about it for a year and a half because I really like the talk and it came out of like my spiritual desolation and like the desert and all that stuff. So we talked about God breathing new life into the deserts and the people that have been dead and all these kind of stuff. Right. So like, that was like the last new talk that I wrote. It was like a year and a half ago. Make sure you keep your notes though. Can oh. I just tell you that? You oh, should I, copy those. I do. Because oh, you had a scenario the other day. Not all of that, us do. So <laughs> you... And Allison Sullivan, th- both this week, oh. had um, situations where if you would have just listened to me, your life would have been easier. <laughs> well, if you would have had digital notes, why don't you tell your story? What <laughs> story time, everyone? Everybody <laughs> gather around. So I was in Oklahoma doing an advent. Where mark. Oklahoma? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest. Pronunciation of that. Pronunciation of that I've ever heard. My life. I'm really glad everyone's got talking lessons yeah, here yeah. so i go and it was here a, we are talking about a professional speaker <laughs> a professional <laughs> speaker and you can't understand me i actually when i start i usually say life bible and Christ. if you can understand those three we're gonna be good so it was an advent by candlelight usually an event for women always at the beginning of advent or around when advent starts and so i gave this it was the same talk just to two different parishes gave it the first night felt pretty good about it it was kind of a new talk but i'd added a few new things in Sign some books. We leave the next day. And keep in mind, I have all day mm-hmm. at 3.30, 30 minutes before they're supposed to pick me up. I start looking for my notes just so that I can review them. And I look around I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. I think I left those in the box. At first, I'm like, oh, they're in the box with my book. So I texted the gal. She's like, yeah, they're not in the box. I'm like, hmm. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wing it without notes. So I did. I mean, I did go into the Adoration Chapel and I wrote down a few things, but and it was the bigger event, like almost 300 women. I'm like, well, here we go. So the Holy Spirit and I, I mean, I think he did all right. I was, I was just, I was just the conduit. I was great. The Holy Spirit, not so much. <laughs> oh, that came, out, that came out totally wrong. What I meant was, is 
I was okay, but the Holy Spirit was fantastic. But it's it's very funny because they, <laughs> they totally came out the wrong. Uh, Eli Manning, you, you know who Eli Manning. Is? I do. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 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 Peyton's brother. Yeah, Peyton, Peyton's <laughs> little brother won just my Super Bowls. He did anyway. But but they, Peyton's definitely the the marquee player, at least in our household. Sure, whatever. Okay, Captain, it, whatever. That, that's kind of the whole point. It's like he, you know, Peyton's way better historically, but he has the same amount as his little brother that's a super nerd. Uh, but they, one of the, the qualities they always said about him was whenever the team won, he let everybody else go to the podium. Like the receiver that caught the big catch or the defender that got the big interception. He didn't go to the podium. Like he let them take the shine. Every single loss, Eli Manning was the person sitting there saying this is on me this you know we, we got to play better this is you know like so it's just a really cool like leadership thing right and i love that you just did that with the holy spirit <laughs> great talk it was me <laughs> bad talk holy spirit didn't show up but i'm kind of fr frustrated by it i love that so you're like the opposite of eli manning you're more of a Peyton. <laughs> That's probably why i love him more it's very that funny. really didn't bode well on <laughs> i promise i'm not like that. Anyway, so it ended up being fine. And actually, I'm not a big, I don't write out my talks. I write down a few notes and then I, and then quite frankly, I do. I'm like, the Holy Spirit needs to show up and like, tell me, because you can kind of read the room. You can kind of tell like, do they need to hear more about this? And quite frankly, when I was in the Adoration Chapel, um, I really felt called to share something different than I normally do. And I had many women come up to me later and say, thank you for saying that. And I was like, well, that definitely wasn't me because that came to me through prayer in the Adoration Chapel. So I was grateful that I lost him. But also note to self, maybe double check and make sure. Well, that put that note in. on something digital so <laughs> that you don't lose that note to yourself. So uh, it's just very funny because the same week you lost your notes. And I was just like, if you just had them, like I, I speak from my iPad. But even if I forget my iPad, you know what I always have on me? Your phone. My phone, which has yeah. all the same stuff, right? And so what, you know, like obviously the phone's kind of small to, to look at while you're giving a talk, but it's like, if I have my phone, I have access to everything on my computer, that which means smart. I can like email it to the youth minister and they can print it out for me or whatever, right? Um, oh yeah, she did. She asked me, well, just email me your notes. I was like, see, the funny thing about that is. Y'all are so <laughs> weird. Because Allison texted me yesterday and she was like, uh, she, she, she like, Anytime I ask her to do something, she's like, wait till I get home because I have to check my paper calendar. She loves I have a paper, paper calendar. Y'all are so weird. No, uh, we're so normal. Well, uh, it gave me so much joy when she texted me yesterday and she said, hey, because she comes and records here and we schedule things for her to come record her show here and my show here. And she's here once or not twice a week. Right. Um, and she was like, hey, can you text me all the days that I'm coming to your house? Because I lost my paper calendar. And I was like, ha! <laughs> as you're saying that i'm thinking i know that you're going to ask me when i'm coming back and i'm going to have to tell you i'm going to have to wait till <laughs> right, i get home yeah. to consult my calendar <laughs> uh, i even do that at doctor's offices we'll have the phone out and i'll be like I i'm going to have to get back to you and they look at me like but you're holding your calendar I'm like, actually i'm not i know there's a calendar <laughs> on here but i don't keep a calendar on here well you can both put that you'll both go to joanne's and your paper <laughs> calendars we'll all have a grand old time so what are you talking about okay. in this talk I, I don't know that's, that's, that's the point <laughs> so they asked me to give a new talk and i and like i'm excited about it but it's also like not typically things that i talk about so but i feel like at least one of them is really like up your alley uh and then the other one maybe we can. maybe not so much well the other one i don't think it's up either of our alleys okay. you know but then again i don't even know what your name is so <laughs> maybe you maybe you're good at this and i don't know so they've asked me this is all my notes from our conversation they asked me to give a talk on um culture and identity specifically talking about cancel culture and their their identity right okay. like uh, cancel culture is not typically something that i talk about but 
I'm going to talk about it. Um, the second thing that they asked me to talk about, I pretty much have down. I don't need your help. <laughs> a third of the talk I can do by myself. The other two thirds I need the your other help. Two thirds. The, the second part is like pop culture stuff, folks. Is like they, they know that I love like Marvel and Star Wars. They're like, can you talk about that? It's like I've talked about that a lot. It's like, yeah. hey, we love the essentially boil it down to we love these stories. But there's a story that's even better, and we get to play a part in it. Like, I don't get to go, as much as I would love to, I don't get to go in Star Wars and have a, a lightsaber. But it's like this spirit that I hear about in all these stories. Like, right. that actually is part of me, right? So, like, we get to be a part of that story. I got that part. And then the, the third part, which I think that you're very good at and you focus on a lot, is, like, uh, he, the, the youth minister was like, our, our teens are very connected on social media, but feel, feel very, but they're missing community. Like, they're actually not connected to a community, right? So let's let's start there. If you were giving this talk to youth, I'm just going to steal all of you're your stuff, and I'm going to take stuff. digital notes on what you're saying. <laughs> don't call me for your notes, Taylor. Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. You're like, don't worry, I won't. Well, uh, I'll, I'll take digital notes. It'll be digitally <laughs> shared, audio and video. Everything that I've ever said is now recorded. So if you were going to give uh, a youth, I, 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 you know, we, we only have what five, ten minutes left. So like, I don't want you to give the talk, but like, you know, the little synopsis. Like, what would be your your like connecting point, what story would you share about the we're all connected socially, but not connected as much in community? I think I'd probably ask them to think about when was the last time that they really felt happy? Mm. Where, where were you? Who were you with? What were you doing? I'm guessing that they're not going to say I was scrolling TikTok. Uh, mine is, I'm trying to think of mine. Mine is counter to what you are, the point you're trying to make. The last time I was happy, was last night when I was playing God of War Ragnarok all by myself. <laughs> so anyway, keep You're going. Not <laughs> <laughs> because I was thinking the last time that I was really happy was when the Aggies beat LSU and knocked them out of the college oh, football yeah. playoffs. And I was with 100. Which is funny. It's funny because. <laughs> also, <laughs> you weren't there. I'm what? sorry. No, 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 no. It's funny because it's coming three, out three weeks later. So people are going to hear it and be like, the last time she was happy was a month ago. <laughs> Wow, Catherine. <laughs> anyway, keep going. One, I just one of the funny. one of the last times, <laughs> but it was it was joyful. I was with one hundred two thousand people, you know, that I love. All your friends, yeah, everyone yeah. that I love is in the stadium almost, and so <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> you weren't. That's why I said almost. Okay, but 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 the point being is that uh, we had a great talk from uh, one of our kids that I used to work with when I worked for a national youth nonprofit, and his comment was, "People need people." He said he got to go to this big thing at Yankee Stadium, which he'd always wanted to go to. And he said, and I was super stoked to be there. And I looked around and I had nobody to share it with. Like you can share it on your phone, but it's not going to be the same as if someone sits next to you. So I guess I would ask teenagers to think, when was the last time that you experienced something that you felt true joy? Mm -hmm. And it's definitely not. I mean, maybe they shared what they were experiencing on true joy on social media, but that's not that was not the root cause of the joy. It was being with someone and having a shared experience. And the same thing, like when we take our kids places, it's it's not necessarily the place that we go to, but it's the fact that we are doing it together. Right. And so I think that there's good places for social media. I think that it can be an amazing conduit. I think that you can do great things with it, but I think you have to refocus where where do you put most of your energy in your relationships with your friends or in how you share about those relationships on your cell phone. It's interesting because I, like as I hadn't thought of this, but as you were talking, I was thinking about like a time that I was dig like digitally by myself. Like I was by myself watching uh, a one of my favorite stand up comedians. The last time I traveled, I was on a plane and his stand up special came out the night before. So I'm watching his stand up special on the plane. And I think it's one. It's, it's like a top 10, 15 stand up special I've ever seen. Oh, good. And like but I'm sitting on the plane just 
Right, nobody to share it completely with. Completely, like, dead. like I chuckled a couple of times because, like, you feel really stupid if you're, like, laughing on a plane. You have your headphones in or whatever. But, like, internally, I was laughing a lot. And then I came home and I watched some of it with my wife and was, like, laughing out loud. Like, it was hilarious because it was, like, I was able to fully experience it because I was with somebody else that I care about. And we were laughing together. So, that, like, it's funny that as, as you were talking, I was, like, oh, literally thinking, oh, yeah. It's, like, that brought me joy. But not as much as it could have. But it could have been magnified. Right. So it's like Jesus could have evangelized. And I always think, yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't have cell phones back then. I mean, what would that have looked like if Jesus had lived in a time of cell phones? What would that have looked like? But you have to think 6G. That, <laughs> that he wouldn't have had problems with his Wi-Fi. But, um, or his wife because she didn't exist. <laughs> that's true. But, I mean, it's always magnified when when you allow the presence of the Holy Spirit there and when when you allow people's... I mean, I think about things that have gotten to be really funny. As a matter of fact, I was thinking of James Longoria's wedding. I, I'm still remembering, trying to remember what it was. The last we time you were happy. No. <laughs> but you and I got to laughing so hard that we couldn't breathe. Oh, I like literally had to walk away and I started like blacking out. Like I couldn't we, breathe. We were losing our minds. You were laughing. I don't know. But does it matter? <laughs> but I think that wouldn't have. I mean, I've laughed at your text messages, but not like that. Right, right. So I think if you can share with teenagers the joy that you experience, the relationships that you have, like we can magnify that 10 times, 100 times. Like your life can have deeper, richer, more meaningful relationships if you choose to do this more often than, than on your phone. So what? letting them know that it can be bigger than what they thought. Sure. Uh, do you, I, I typically, a typical structure for my talk is I have like a scripture that I'm like kind of going through the scripture story and then like breaking off and telling stories like, you know, kind of applying it and that sort of thing. Do you, does a scripture verse come to your mind or scripture like a story or passage come to your mind for that topic? No, it doesn't for me either. It no. doesn't for me because it's like a digital thing. It, it seems like, I mean, pretty... maybe blessed Carlos Acutis would be someone to bring up because oh, yeah, yeah. he's young, he's a gamer. Um, but he also put in limits. Like I'm only going to play this much video games and then I'm going to go be a real person outside right. of that. So I think finding people that are related, I mean, do I like Fulton Sheen? Yes. But these teenagers say are like, who the heck's Fulton? I'm not saying that he's a bad saint, um, or blessed, but I mean, I think that you have to find people that they can identify with. Like a kid's still wearing his Adidas kicks. They can totally get into. Right. So I think you have to make it relatable. You'll do that. Th You're amazing. That, but that's a, that's a good story, right? So, uh, like a good thing to kind of connect it back, right? Um, okay, so the first topic. So I've got the second third for you. You got the second third. <laughs> the first one, I have a I have a script. A scripture story came to my mind this morning, as I've been mulling this over. Um, so I I do have something in mind, but again, I want to steal your ideas first before I share mine. So this is like the 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 cult, like culture identity cancel culture. So if you're if you're talking to kids about their identity, how we interact with culture and like with cancer, cancel culture stuff, where do you start again? Like, what's that? What's that thing that you're kind of you have a home base for that? Um, well, I mean, I was thinking, I mean, I think we recently just did the reading with Zacchaeus, you know, like he was everyone hate literally everyone hated him. Can you say for me that uh, Zacchaeus lives in Oklahoma? <laughs> Zacchaeus lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what this is going to become now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Catherine, I've been thinking of some things that I want you to say. <laughs> so, I'm going to have you say those. Um, I'm happy to do that for you, Taylor. That was great. You're welcome. Um, or just like eating pie. 
And what, one of my one of my very good friends. She's probably listening to this, so she'll she'll know who it is and probably be mad about it. But I'm not gonna say who it is, but she'll still be mad about she'll it. She'll still send you an email. <laughs> no, she'll <laughs> come over and slap me. Uh, she says Jesus weird. It's like Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. It's like Jesus, and it drives me insane. I don't say that. So I, uh, you don't. But it's just very funny that like I, I found two for you. It's Zacchaeus, and it's Zacchaeus. <laughs> Zacchaeus, <laughs> Oklahoma. Anyway, okay. Anyway, what were you saying? You're, was, here you are trying. I'm asking you to help me, and I'm just making fun of you the whole time. Welcome to the this show. This is what I expected. <laughs> it's okay. It's what I expected. I mean, I guess I'd start with the guy who everybody hated, and then he had a conversion experience. So I think we're quick sometimes to look at people and just completely cancel them, and then write them off forever. Mm. And our hope is that we're we're a redemption kind of people, right? That people can change. People can be redeemed. They can get their shazazzle together and come around to Jesus. So um, we are quick to do that, but also there's a permanence to social media. There's a permanence to this digital footprint that they have. And that, thank God that didn't exist when I was in college because I probably wouldn't be a speaker right now. Uh, There'd be too many skeletons in the closet. So, I mean, I, I don't know, Taylor, that's a hard one. Cancel culture is hard for me because as much as there are definitely some people that are saying and doing some things right now that I'm like, you need to stop talking. You are doing irreparable damage to the body of Christ. So you came onto the show to negate what I've been saying. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> so I, I definitely think there's that because they need to stop. But then there's also this redemptive, merciful reminder from the church that there's redemption available for everyone. So I think it's finding the right balance between remembering who's not a good influence, but then also being merciful and kind to people that you want, as we were just talking about this pre-evangelization that you want to bring them closer to Christ. So that's, that's, I think the hardest thing to talk about in in today's culture. So good luck. Uh, Yeah. 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 And and like, that's, that was kind of the thing is like, I can talk about this, but I typically don't because it's kind of a, it can be a sticky subject, right? Yes. Right. So, like you talked about woo earlier with your husband, it's like you know, like winning people over. It's like I'm going into a state and a group of people I've never talked spoken to before, so I want to kind of win them over. Um, obviously, right? Uh, start with Marvel. Look at me. I'm like, yeah, 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 start yeah. with Marvel. But what's interesting is the the scriptures story that I thought of, and the script the scripture story that you, that you thought of with Zacchaeus is. Me looking outward, seeing somebody else get canceled. How do how do I respond to that? Um, which I will most likely include because there there is that other part. The part that I was thinking about was how do I live in a, a cancel culture, right? Uh, so well, that's I interesting. I, was, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Way. So I was thinking about Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay. Um, and I like I had to go and like. I, it's one of those stories that like we all know Daniel in the lion's den. We know like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego like in the in the fire. Right. But I had to go back and be like, what was the reaction to that? So and so I went what I did today is I, I read about two or three chapters of Daniel. The first I, I like the first three chapters. And then I skimmed like four through 14. I think it ends at 14. And it kind of saw, it was like the, the trajectory of Daniel's life and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are there a lot at the beginning. And they were Jewish people who got taken over by another country. Uh, so now living out their faith was illegal. And like being canceled for them meant being killed. Yeah. Right? So like, so like kill, op- kill culture. Right? Kill culture, right? Um, but like 
if we live out our faith, like practicing Catholics, practicing Christians are that next group slash the current group being canceled. Yes. Right. Um, because the things that we believe are running countercultural to the, the, the mainstream culture, the main culture. Um, so I, like one of the big things that they did when they got taken over, they were like, Hey, this, this group of people that we just took over, we want some of them to become leaders so that, you know, again, winning people over like they're, you know, these conquerors are, are smart. They're like, Hey, if we make some of them leaders, they can kind of help us, yeah. uh, you know, smooth it out with the other people. And so they start giving them these decadent meals and decadent you know, positions, like they're leaders in the community. And they're like, yeah, this is meat that we're not allowed to eat. So it's like, we're not going to eat this. And so like, oh, you, so you're refusing an order from the king? And they're like, yes. So then they get thrown in the lion's den. They get, um, they get thrown in, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach and Abednego get thrown in this, in this fiery pit. And we know how those, those are two of the more famous stories in, in our Old Testament, right? Yeah. And obviously they all survive, but I had to, I had to go re-look and re-see the reaction. Both of those kings in those stories obviously let them out of the lion's den, pulled them out of the fire and said, your God is either saying your God is the true God or your God is a true God. At least, at, at least they were saying one of what the other gods they believed in, right? And they were saying that like anybody who blasphemes this God is now illegal. Yeah, if only that happened today. <laughs> right. But here's what was crazy is like those are the two famous stories and those are pretty close to the beginning of the book of Daniel. The rest of Daniel is that king's son taking over. And what does he do? Some, he doesn't like something that they do. They say that you know, this next thing needs to happen. They need to be punished. A miracle happens. What does that king say? Oh, your God is the one true God. So, like, by living counterculturally, and like, the, a, like the most severe version of cancel culture, like they were trying to be murdered every single time, over and over and over again, they were vindicated, and like, people's hearts were being converted because of their how they were living, right? So, like, me and you probably aren't going to be thrown into a fire anytime soon. We're not going to oh, be thrown not. into a lion's den because you know, they'd shoot Harambe lion or like whatever. Like, it's just a different time. But the lesson of like, you need to live what you think no matter what. And if you do, most likely people's hearts would be converted. And always be a truth seeker. Mm -hmm. Like always seek the truth. Live Another in the Harry Potter reference. Live in the truth. Uh, <laughs> seek the truth. It's so, I love Harry Potter. Can I say that on, on yeah, the show? Absolutely. People aren't going like, to send you hate mail. Oh, probably. But I love it too. Wonderful. So screw okay. them. <laughs> Throwing three Harry Potter parties, big Potterhead. But I think you know what I said to everybody who hates it, Crucio. <laughs> Stop listening. Um, I think that people are drawn to the truth, and I don't think that we often try to. I, I, well, let me back that up. I think that we often sugarcoat the truth with teenagers because we're afraid that they can't take it, and that is what they're craving. And I'm not talking about truth where you're like fire and brimstone in their faces like you need to do this, but like be honest with them and they that will build you more street cred than anything because they can sniff out a liar faster than my kids can find my Snickers in the pantry. Like they're super fast. Sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat it, Taylor. You're, I wouldn't, if I had to put Taylor and a definition of sugarcoating in the dictionary, they would not be together. Taylor doesn't sugarcoat things. So no, I mean, I think that's why I like you is, be is because you tell people the truth, but you tell them in a way that they are willing to listen. And those kids are going to love you. I can't wait to hear okay. about it. 
So good. I've got uh, Zacchaeus. I've got <laughs> Zacchaeus. Shad- uh, you say Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Remember the other three? The other three: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, you say that fine. You can't say Daniel. <laughs> You say the weird words correctly, and then you're like, Daniel. <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, we're, I'm happy that you are one of the co-hosts. We'll see if you come back after today's show. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Catherine Whitaker. I'll be back next week. She'll be back in a month. Merry Christmas. Say it. Thank y'all for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. It's so exciting to have Catherine be part of the regular team. We hope that you enjoy, uh, you know, the updated uh, logos, the updated intro video and all that stuff with Catherine. We're so happy that she is here. So from me, Catherine, all of us here at Forte Catholic and my family, we would like to wish you and all of yours a very Merry Christmas. Y'all the best. Love you. See you soon.